Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Spark Podcast with our aim being to raise awareness of sexual assault and harassment in Ghana. On this episode, we'll be interviewing development practitioner Ifua Amsre, who works with the Ministry of Gender. She came to share her ideas, experiences, and opinions on the situation. So, without further ado, let's get into it. A little bit of a disclaimer, when we were having the meeting, it was recorded in an environment with a very noisy background, so if you hear any like unnecessary noise in the interview, we deeply apologize for that in advance, but please try to enjoy the interview and the content that will be within it. Thank you. Okay, so I have about 32 years work experience on gender and development, and uh, I think sexual harassment or generally violence against women and children play a major role in when you do work around gender and development and especially when it comes to sexual harassment because it happens almost everywhere at home at the workplace in the marketplace everywhere sexual harassment can take place and uh, it's it's i think it's part of our culture is the way that men are rated as compared to women it's based on the power relations It's based on the fact that i think it's also permitted somehow in our society so it's something that happens a lot and in various forms and in different places so um do you have like any cases or stories you would like to share when it comes to this topic hmm, there are various stories i remember um i think when i was we used to go around and talk to students and most of the time the stories they would have would be around sexual harassment between people in their homes sometimes even their sister's husbands because they are staying with their sister and their husband's harassing them sometimes even their stepfathers sometimes they are lecturers there are various ways in which they use the power they have over the girls to take on uh, to take advantage of them and uh, even at the workplace even at the highest levels it still takes place among politicians it takes place uh, they use it to get them to do all sorts of things so that they can achieve their aim basically you want money and so you use it you want to stay in my house they use that tool against you so it goes on and on even in war situations it happens so there are several stories about sexual harassment sometimes rape sometimes uh, defilement for those under 16 years so there are several stories uh, i think even some of the lecturers came in the papers uh, one like particular popular lecturer was accused of uh, sexual harassment on his students uh, doctors even doctors and patients it happens so there are several stories and sometimes uh, they come around they, they other people come around and say oh especially when it happens outside in town what was she wearing you know they tend to blame their woman about it and i think the narrative should change they should ask so a woman can't wear what she wants because it's hurting somebody's eyes so with all the stories that you've been able to acquire throughout your years in this field um are there any suggestions you have to help someone prevent themselves from any cases like this how do they protect themselves 
I think there are various ways of protecting themselves and there are different circles around which so on the wider circle the government has a role to play uh, in the inner circle the communities have a role to play further in the families have a role to play and in, right in the center the individual has a role to play so with the individual how does she carry herself how does she understand her power you know so some people blame themselves when this happens and i don't know somehow i think before they choose their victim they will assess and know how strong or weak you are so as an individual i think you need you have to be aware and be sure that you are and confident that you are not supposed to be weak so immediately they start whatever they have they are starting you should know what you say to them to let them know that they cannot play those games with you uh, the community level they have a role to play community leaders i'm sorry the family your parents have a role to protect you even sometimes brothers and sisters have a role to protect you so what happens at the family level at the community level, what are community leaders doing? What uh, bylaws and things does the community have to prevent these things? At the national level or the government level, what is the ministry responsible for this doing? And how is it monitoring and making sure that these sort of things are not happening in the homes or at the workplace or whatever? Okay, thank you deeply rooted in this what are the actions you think a person who's been sexually assaulted in ghana should take okay so this comes to again the issue you just raised about preventing um what what sort of structures have society and government put in place to prevent somebody who i mean to help somebody who has been raped uh, in other parts of the world like when you even go to school they will organize like within the first week as part of your orientation to teach you how to prevent this from happening with your peers and with your lecturers and all of that and in fact they even teach you some of the strategies to use to get uh, evidence when somebody is sexually harassing you or even trying to rape you you know what do you have a key what can you use a key for can you take something from his office whatever it is you can use that in future as your evidence but we don't do that here and when you have been raped what's the first thing to do okay assuming when we raped we're upset within the first week what can you do who can you see for counseling all of that we need to put that in in place uh, it should be something that is well documented and advertised like you want to do something that should be easily available to everybody so now somebody's raped what does the person do i think for most people the first thing they do is to go to dovsi but most of the time like you know that's after a long while and after being convinced to go for most people and then when you go to dovsi dovsi is now going to tell you oh okay then go to the hospital and when you go to the hospital now here's about 400 or 500 ghana cities to do the test and if you don't have that money, then you are not going to get that service to show that you've been raped. And then you are stuck. I think at a point there was a plan to do a fund for victims of uh, violence. But I don't think that plan came into being. So 
it, it, there's nothing to help doctors and doctors will also have to if it comes like they have to go they have to be going to court to give evidence and all of that and who is bearing the cost so it's a whole lot of things that prevents girls and women from reporting it because it, it's like the whole world is then against you you have to prove that you've been raped i mean why should you be the one to prove that you've been raped you understand it's a bit too much for a lot of people so okay thank you and lastly what do you think it's it's important like what message do you want to give out concerning this like what do you think supports other people to know i think this is a very important subject um because it's something that does not just touch the soul of the i mean the body of the person you are not just raping the person and the person is just being but it touches the soul it touches it forever affects how the person thinks sometimes girls are not even interested in having affairs with other people because of the, the traumatic experience they've been through with these sort of things and it also demoralizes the whole economy think about somebody saying oh you've got to sexually harassing you because you want a job and every time you go he has to do something to give you a job you understand how is the society going to end up not with people who are qualified but with a mediocre people who can't do anything so it has a lot of ramifications and it should be stopped how it should be stopped depends on all of us but the only few a few people who are taking any action and like we have just discussed there's even no clear-cut way of dealing with it when you are raped because it has every every aspect is touched physically you have to go to hospital there's no money emotionally you have to stand all these court things and all of that maybe you're not strong enough for that it takes your time it saps your energy and so you give up so people should be supported but the support systems are not in place but at every level there should be some form of support system for the victim and even before somebody gets to becoming a victim we should prevent it and i'm sure you know that there's nothing that's out there helping people to defend themselves or to avoid situations where they are harassed and so it's still going on and we are all still suffering so i'll just motivate you and encourage you not to give up to go out and do what you want to do even if you touch one person, you've done very well. Okay, so I'm sure we all learned some valuable information from all of what she said. But to point out some things that she touched on, which are victim blaming, rape, defilement, and the list goes on. We can start with talking about um, rape and defilement. In Ghana... Rape is the act of, you know, having unconsexual intercourse with a person. And defilement is basically the same thing, but it's when a person who is above the age of 16 has had unconsexual sex with someone below the age of 16. So once that happened, the case isn't determined as um, rape is determined as defilement, whereas if a person have, has unconsexual sex with someone who is above the age of 16, that can be classified as rape. 
she also talked about victim blaming whereas whenever like a situation like rape or anything like that happens they always start to you know pinpoint the victim like oh what were you wearing oh uh we can only blame you because like because like whenever cases like this happen the first conclusion they always jump to was oh what was the victim wearing or maybe she brought it on to herself or maybe she did this to herself uh it's never the victim's fault because the perpetrator should know what they're doing they should know that what you're doing isn't right and they shouldn't be inflicting or doing that kind of act in the first place so no it's never the victim's fault because everyone is entitled to wear whatever they want to wear she also talked about people abusing their power or like you know politicians pastors you know people who are in high high places managers like if you want to get a job the manager might say oh you have to sleep with me before i give you the job basically people abuse the power that they have and then use it to bring about cases like this like bring about cases like rape or just stuff like that because the victim doesn't want to have intercourse with you because you know the the victim wants the job you're going to bring about that scenario even though the victim went through with that it was only because they wanted the job so you abusing your power to do that kind of act isn't really good and if you listen to the news these days like you would hear that in workplaces in Ghana the sexual harassment or sexual assaults in workplaces are getting uh like out of hand like you're getting like too much like it's gotten to the point where people are complaining and trying to set laws and policies about this type of situations in these workplaces it's sad that things like this are still happening and with the interview with Madame Ufua, she also asked some really, really important questions which institutions like schools and workplaces, communities, the governments should be asking th- themselves when it comes to this kind of situations. Like, what policies have you put in place to prevent this? And in schools, because school is where it all starts. Are schools teaching their students all about this? Are students aware that, yes, sexual assaults and harassment, such as like rape and catcalling, still happen and they should learn why not to do it and how to protect themselves in situations like that? Are students aware of this kind of situations? If not, then it's their responsibility as a school to sit down and start to teach their students about that they should start to implement this in their curriculum or their day-to-day basis even if this topic is spoken about once in the week in like in the whole week it should still be spoken about because it's really 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 important and it's better for people to for students to know about this at like their student years rather than to get step into the real world and not be able to know what to do if they have any resources with them they should learn how to use a pen to defend themselves or use a key to defend themselves or what they would need when they uh, are faced with this kind of situation in real life are students aware of the things that they should do 
after they uh, encounter this kind of situations? And how do and how does like schools uh, combat this kind of situations when they hear about it in like a normal situation in an, or a normal circumstance? I think every school should really start to think about this like think about helping your students think about creating safe spaces for victims or perpetrators not exactly like safe spaces for perpetrators but they should help educate them on what they've done just because they've done it doesn't mean they still can't learn how to be better people yes they will face the consequences of their actions but it's still important for them to learn why they shouldn't do it so that when like you're done with your whole punishment or whatever they don't commit that act again because it's very 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 important that we make people aware of why they shouldn't do it so that they don't commit those acts again and as for victims we should create safe spaces counseling because whenever like a victim undergoes this kind of situations it's either they keep this kind of like they keep their stories within them and then like it just it brews it inside of them like it boils and like they just keep it in and it just affects their whole life experience and like they feel like they're below the world and they can't do anything about it because they don't feel safe enough to talk to their parents or relatives or friends about it because it's a very very traumatic experience so I think that I think that schools should really start to work on this and communities, the NPs of different as areas or like aspects of Ghana, like the government, like everyone should try to play a role in trying to help educate their citizens about these kinds of things because it still happens, but people aren't aware of it, and it's kind of sad. I believe that if people are aware of what's going on around us, not just from my podcast, but just like from reading the news or, you know, just trying to learn more about it through journals, uh, watching the news rather than just like reading it on a newspaper. There's so many resources that like provide information on this. But, you know, in the next episodes, we will be interviewing victims and we will look at how these like scenarios such as like abusing power or you know like students abusing uh, their role or status or just relatives also taking advantage of their status. Uh, you know just their place in that family or whatever there's so many scenarios that like play part into bringing about certain uh sexual assault cases and we just need to see how like those things came about so that we can listen to them and then try to figure out how to prevent those things from happening to us and also need to learn how to take care of these victims when they uh undergo these traumatic experiences feel free to glance through my website and try to find some resources to contact just to get help if you've ever been a victim of sexual assault or, or harassment or just to try to learn how to help a victim when they 
undergo these type of situations. There are a, a lot of emergency numbers you can contact. There are group forums and you can go and share your stories on these group forums. You can be anonymous if you don't feel comfortable or safe enough to you know, voice out your story on my podcast. You're always free to just talk about it on the forums and just learn how to protect yourself or prevent these type of things from happening to you because everyone's voice matters and everyone deserves to be protected from these kind of situations. And even if you are a perpetrator in this kind of situation, you're not hated. You still have an opportunity to learn how to better yourself and learn how to make the the person you've like traumatized be better about themselves because like even though you have hurt them like physically you've also damaged them emotionally and I think it's your responsibility to like try to bring closure of course the victim like wouldn't want to talk to you honestly it depends but it's the effort that counts as a whole we're all supposed to put in effort try to make the victim feel comfortable you know to feel like try to get back to where they were before they underwent this whole traumatic experience thank you so much for tuning into this episode and don't forget to be the spark that lights the flame in others to want to learn about this and also try to make a difference when it comes to sexual assault and harassment have a great day